0: Welcome to the T2 Hubcast. Join T2 and guests as they discuss all things personal and professional development. The T2 Hubcast, brought to you by the People Performance People.
1: So welcome to the T2 Hubcast with me, Martin Johnson. And me, Scott Morrison. Scotty, how are you doing? Welcome. Thank you. So I'm excited for this podcast. It's going to be a short one. Um... But we've got a lot of change happening here at T2. We are growing fast. We are adding new people all the time. And I'm pleased to say that Scott Morrison has come on board as a senior consultant at T2. You are how long in now, Scott? How many weeks? Two. Two weeks. Is that all? Yeah. It feels like you've been here about a year, mate. <laughs> no, I don't know if that... two weeks. I don't... Well,
0: this is the 10th day.
1: I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I've known Scott for the best part of, I want to say, 20 years, no? More. More. Yeah, 23, 24, early 2000. So I think it'd be about 20 years. We, we worked together at a consultancy years ago. uh, And actually, Scott trained me up when I entered that organisation. It is true. Scott was, uh, uh, I think he was a manager at the time, or he was running one of the sales teams within the within the consultancy. And I joined as a young, fresh out of the military whippersnapper. <laughs> and uh, I, I started in sales and Scott was training me up on the products and the yeah. services. So it's amazing, full circle. Scott continued with his career and now uh, he's landed here at T2 and he's going to be a senior consultant delivering to our customers. And Scott, I'm delighted to have you on board. Thank you. How have you found your first two weeks at T2?
0: Yeah, I think I think there's a slight difference to pace, obviously, from the, the industry I've come from in sales and leading and 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 sort of driving that that environment in my old workplace to coming in now and essentially being a rookie to some extent taking information on listening reading observing you know not not being that that driver in the room and and sort of being someone who's just sort of taking it all in and researching this sort of information and some of the information transfers over to what you already know but it I think the key difference is the terminology used, the branding that's been used, and and realistically looking at the punchlines that you guys are using to get that point across. And I really find it refreshing. I love the stuff that's out there, the way that the guys are working, the interaction from the teams that have been sort of implemented too. And um, we've done a lot of work already, haven't we? We've on police and, and I feel those days have gone fantastic. You know, so I'm I'm learning day by day. I'm taking on new things. And, you know, old dogs have but new tricks is uh, the general goal. Even
1: to the point of to give you guys some context, 30 seconds before this, I grabbed Scott and went, Scott, podcast room. We're going to do a podcast. And he was like, right. Okay, then. What about don't worry about it just follow my lead it'll be fine so it's like you're in this early stage of learning the cost of what we do at t2 which is quite in depth and and but also we're saying right go to a client with spencer and go and help facilitate this right now come in the office and we're going to have a session on it's quite and then you did your print accreditation this week over yeah with the print provider Love and you, bad, yeah, yeah. And, and you've learned about print and the psychometric testing that we use so it's all a bit of a whirlwind at the minute. And like you say, you've done 20 years in an industry more where you've risen the ranks and you've been incredibly knowledgeable in the area and you've more or less been the educator, the teacher. Yeah. And now you're coming in and it's like, right, uh, I've got to learn and learn fast because I've already yeah. told Scott come July, he's delivering on his own.
0: <laughs> First day of school. But I'm going to go through the 10 years in in about 10 weeks, if not less. So, yeah.
1: Cool. So um, all right. So I said you trained me, Scott. Um. All those years back and you have it's fair to say it'd be hard to put a number on it but you've hired onboarded and trained thousands would it Would it be thousands
0: oh i don't know yeah i, I guess so yeah be. yeah because i mean i mean when you look at the, the the list of companies we work for and i won't go into the companies but we, we we've seen some, some significant growth in the recruitment styles um and and even in in interviews into decision-making and then straight from there into the training and facilitating of that knowledge to take them onto the sales floor and then to be the driver in their sales experience and their their knowledge improvement of, of that product to then delivering the one-to-ones. And that can be, like you said, we've gone full circle in our conversation or in our in our sort of experience, but it's even that when you take these guys on, an 18 year old, as an example, and then the next the last conversation I've had with one of them people in comes comes, was a one to one and there was a, a call center manager, so, you know, five years so later, so you're on.
1: seeing the progression of people from you taking them on as an 18 year old, developing them, training them up. And now they're call center managers exactly, or yeah. sales managers or whatever it might be. 100%. So what do you think in your experience across those years and all of those people, what, um, what would you say your training style is or your development style when you work with people one to one in groups? Is it high energy, engaging? Is it methodical? And I mean, or is it? Does it depend on the audience? But I mean, we all have a natural style, right? Yeah,
0: Um <laughs> it's a good question. I think obviously there's obviously going to be some detail, and you've got you've got to get the the base of the information across. But I'd like to think that the chat is free flowing. There's energy in there. There's 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 a there's a sense of of purpose to where we're going, what that goal is, and, and and taking everybody on a journey, an educational journey, but one that's narrated by them, not just me. Their input's massive on on how that goes. So me just talking at a crowd for an hour, two hours, three hours, that's not really what gets me going. I want I want to I want to get a sense of the room. You know what do, what do you think to that? What was your story in that ex- in, in that uh, example or? talk me through a hard time, talk me through a good time, talk me through a positive state where, you know, you flourished and how did that make you feel? What did we do? What were the learnings? And then the same in the tough times as well. What were the learnings? How did we get out of it? Who did you use? Did you use the team around you? Was it the peers? Did you go to your, you know, your L and D manager? It, it's having everybody involved because I, I feel that's one of the best ways to learn, you know.
1: And you, you know, having been in in that environment myself many years ago with yourself, one of the things that I think prepared me for my success within Gartner and before I set up T2 was that it was the most, in my opinion, it was the most harsh end uh, of training you can get, which was you you have a script, you get taught a product or service, and then you're on the phones for (laughs) real, live, trying to, deliver a pitch or a product or trying to deliver some education whilst you've got your manager listening to you, Mm. whilst all your peers are sat around the same table observing you. And it's like, there's no hiding place Mm. in sales and in call centers. There's no, it's like you, you learn on the job a lot of the time. And then you have, then you come off that engagement or that call. And then you have it replayed to you and dissected what you did well, what you didn't do well, what you could have said, what you could have done better. Yeah,
0: it's a make or break of a lot of people.
1: I I, I always remember my early days was like, dialing that first number, knowing someone was going to pick up the phone. And I was going to have to, from cold, introduce myself and somehow keep them on the phone for 30 seconds. It was possibly the most challenging and nerve wracking thing to date that I've still done. But then I remember, two two years into into it, you become expert at it, you become refined at it, you become, and all of a sudden, it's no problem anymore. You're yeah. doing hundred calls a day, dialing with one hand, chatting with chatting to the person to the left of you, picking up the phone, going straight into your talk track. And I think my early days at, at Butler Group, where me and yeah. you worked, that was my ultimate apprenticeship. I think in being it to be a great orator, mm. and by being a great orator, I mean your ability to learn something and impart that knowledge really succinctly and really clearly. And I I, I just, it, sometimes call centers get a bad name. I think it's the ultimate apprenticeship in, in being able to articulate and impart knowledge to another person yeah, very oh, quickly and concisely. 100%.
0: And then in relation to, to what we did then, you know, one of the, there was other key skills that you would have learned. There was other key skills you would have definitely learned and networking. You know, you didn't pick up the phone and speak to the the target audience every time. You were speaking to somebody you had no clue. You had to find out who they are, where they were, what position they held, how to then navigate from that person to the next, new manager, budget holders, speaking to the people of interest. There's a million there's a million things you had to do before you were then pitching your wares to the person you knew was the right person to get. And that was a massive skill set that you would have learned within that that process you know, and that took you into great stead going into into Gatner. I mean,
1: I also think it, it, it builds a level of thick skin and resilience in you in the way that you stop caring what people that people are listening on, what people think anymore. Whereas I remember in those early days, it was like, oh, my God, this is the most exposing thing. Everybody's listening to me. No, they are. Everybody's making their own calls with their own anxiety, right? Yeah. But um, I, I think what what impressed me about yourself is when you first trained me up, you were at that time, if you remember, you was you were sort of doing a, a management role and a training role, but you was also still, was still on the calling. phones. Yeah. You are still calling yourself. And I think for me, if I remember back, Scott, what, what made you incredibly credible in front of me is because it wasn't just you going, I'm going to teach you how to do this and then sit back and watch you and tell you all the things you're doing wrong. You were actually doing it. So I'm like listening to you, you on your calls, mm. thinking, right, so he's practicing what he's preaching here and actually he's really good at it. So I'm going to listen to him. And I, and I think... That's what sort of I was the secret to your success in rising in those organisations. That you was good at the job as well.
0: Yeah, I think I think if you're going to be a leader or or a boss or a team leader or a manager or anything like or anything like that, essentially you've got to put yourself in a position where you would do anything that you have already asked or you're going to ask one of your team or colleagues or peers or whatever team members to do himself. There's absolutely no way you can go right go do X, Y, and Z, or how do I do? Well, I don't know. I've never done it, but you go and do it. Mm. You know, it's, you know, you lead by example. You get your hands there. You get in the mix. There's there's not a role in any of the businesses that I've worked for where I haven't done that, essentially, you know, to sit there and say, I've worked from the ground up or the grassroots up. I think it's, it's a key element of, of, like you say, your credibility, you've got to do that.
1: Yeah, yeah. So just shifting target a little bit, you've just come off your print accreditation. For those who know as well, you know what print is, it's a psychometric testing tool that uncovers our unconscious motivators and what drives and regulates our behaviour. It's a fantastic tool to understand how you're wired, Mm. what triggers you, what your best self looks like, what your shadow state looks like. And in our experience, uh, it's one of the things one of the tools we use here at T2 that really gets people connecting with how they can be the best version of them. So What's your thoughts on that, Scott? I know you've done your own print with me previously at a previous mm. organization, but now on you're on the verge of becoming a practitioner in it yourself. What excites you about the print tool?
0: If I'm honest, I think, and, and I've mentioned this before, and I don't think he was in the room when I did, but the, the print side of things, it, it really excites me. I think it gives people a real knowledge as to a number of different things. Um, And and I don't want to spoil the secret to everything that these people are doing, but it opens your mind and your knowledge of yourself to a completely different level. For myself, you have an idea of, right, I am this type of person, I am this type of leader, I am this type of uh, team member, I'm this type of partner to my wife, I'm this type of person or a father to my child. But what this does is it really educates you on why. And and how and how I've got there and the emotional connections to all of these things as well, and just having that in my locker just sort of makes me feel a little bit more confident in myself when speaking to different people from different backgrounds. And we we was at a we was at a, a speaking gig last night with yourself. You introducing me to people that I've never seen before, never met before, from all different levels at this big massive organization. But just the self confidence that you have, you can you can wing it and you can pretend and you can put that up front, but genuinely just from spending the full day yesterday, going through certain key factors of why my makeup is my makeup going into any room. Now I generally do feel, I generally feel that anyway, but just having that little bit of knowledge about me behind me to back me up and to give me that bit more security, just, just felt like an everyday thing. There was no issues to it.
1: So interesting. Let's go into that. Um, me and you are very similar in the way we're motivated. Um, Often, if me and you are in the pub or at a, a house or with the with our wives, we struggle to get a word in. <laughs> we, we talk over each other. We're yes. excitable. We're, I think we are speaker thinkers. Yes. You know, we speak as we are thinking, whereas some people are thinker speakers, where they're thinking and they'll reflect and then come in and respond. It's safe to say we're speaker thinkers. Yeah. With strong personalities, strong drivers, and we're very similarly wired with motivators. So yeah. the question is this okay. from one fellow 83 to another, which means me and Scott are very driven to be independent, self-motivated, in control. We like to be the masters of our own destiny. So you coming in here, you're now working for me. <laughs> right? Yeah. We know each other, but for how how's that dynamic gonna work, you think, with two eight threes um going on this journey?
0: We were a lot of patience from me. <laughs> Uh definitely um good answer <laughs> uh, 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 I, th- I think it's gonna oh listen i'm i'm excited about it if i wasn't excited i would definitely wouldn't have done it uh to come here i've taken myself out of a comfort zone where i've felt in control understand my product understand my team understand what the business needs the cultures the values of everywhere i've worked i'm coming somewhere new and i'm not a young Kid anymore. I'm not 24. I won't tell you how old I am, (laughs) but I'm not 24. So coming into this, there has to be about timing, and and there has to be a level of trust for me with you. But also, it's not just about how I feel about Martin or my relationship with Martin. I've got to, I've got to do my due diligence. I've got to look like what what is this business doing? Where's it going? What are these people like? I'm going to be working with. Yeah, because it's
1: not just me. You've got Spencer, Tracey, Claire. Been you know, Claire's been here since day one. Spencer's been five years. You know, it, it's all that we're a fantastic team, but we're all wide in different ways. You know, I think there's only really me and you who are wide in a similar mm. sort of quite dominant speaker-thinker energy type way. There's a lot of, there's peace and harmony here. There's yeah. perfect, correct and right. There's people who are more reserved, amiable, analytical. And I think that's why we're trying to build this team to really have the different people. And I think what excites me about you coming in, Scott, is you have that, that, that energy. You have that drive. You have that. That, that certain way about you that I think in certain engagements and with certain situations, it will absolutely be perfect for. Yeah. But like you say, for me, sometimes I've got to know where to bring it back. I've got to know where I'm overpowering or where mm. I'm, you know, a bit too intense.
0: Yeah, it's just you know? it's the social dynamic as well. Like you said there, we can be in the pub and or we can be at a friend's house and a barbecue, whatever it needs to be, but you and I can go at it. In a conversation, talk about rugby, talk about football, talk about anything. We can go at it, nose to nose, rah, rah, rah. But even in that environment, you're going to get 50-50. And it's going to go there. And nine times out of 10, it ends up with we both hugging and having a giggle and being girly. But the point being here is, like you say, there are levels to where we We are in a business environment and we are we've got to be aware of our surroundings such as the other team members and this and that so for me I guess I think the thing there is for me I've got to be mindful of the situation I've got to be mindful of your wants your needs your environment I'm coming into your environment I think normally we're in a shared environment Yeah, slightly a different yeah. It's a slightly different view so I'm open to that I'm aware of that And um, we, we spoke about challenge and threat a lot in the last couple of days we had a good chat about it this morning so it's about me not being in that threat state and realistically just, just taking that moment a B C It. ABC it. it. Yeah, yeah, I see it. And then just and just be aware of the situation. I mean, and I think I think the key thing, and, and this this is this comes from my man Spencer, listening to him over the last few days. A lot of what goes on in organizations, a lot of the fast talk that goes on along the situation play where people are in the mix, they're in their flow, the they're, they're moving in their best self, and everything's 100 miles an hour. None of it's personal. Hmm. You know, the conversations happen you know uh, A one-liner might be dropped by you as you open the door, Mozzie, Scott, blah, 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 and you're out. I might be sitting there thinking, hang on a minute. What's that about? Has he just had a pop? Has he had a pop? I don't know if he's had a pop. The rest of the room are in the middle of doing something else. I've got to work that out for myself. you know. and, And being in this new environment, it's a case of actually just relax. I know what this is about. Take a breather. I'll check it with him again in a minute. But what do I know? What did I get from that message? What can I deliver back to him? And how can I get that done for him? So it's just doing that. Normally, I'm the guy who opens the door, blares out a load of instructions, hundred miles an hour, wagging fingers, even though it's not intentionally made that way, and then go out and expect something to land on my desk or expect something to happen as a result. And it's just knowing that role reversal and getting things yeah. right.
1: I think you'd be great, mate. I think you're uh, the one thing about you is you've always been driven. You know, you'll do what it takes. You'll put in the graft. Um, and I, and I think, you know, when you in a month from now, six weeks from now, when you've got your full schedule and you've got your, your prepping for clients and you're delivering, I think you'll you'll be absolutely dynamite. And I think you're going to be great at T2. The variation will suit you. You know, we do everything here from speaking engagements to coaching to large groups, small groups, conferences, um, you know, team building exercises, virtual face-to-face, international, national, you know, There's a lot of variation in it, which keeps it fresh. It keeps you on your toes. You've got to prep for everything. You've got to be organized and structured. Um, But I often say this, the most thing I'm proud of at T2 is that, you know, we genuinely get fulfillment from what we do. It's it's an amazing thing to potentially have the opportunity to change somebody's life, to change a team dynamic, to change um, somebody's decision as, as to whether they might be leaving their job or not. Yeah. You know, it can lie in our hands. Yeah. You know, we can we can we can fix problems and identify areas where people have been disengaged, or or what their opportunities might be to become more engaged. And I think that's a really, it's a big responsibility, but it's an incredibly rewarding thing when when you know when we have that impact. So, and I know firsthand that that floats your boat. Yeah. 100%. That's why you're here.
0: Yeah. And that's it. And that is well, yeah. Top and bottom of it, that is it. You know, that's the challenge now. Yeah, you know that's that's to create that into my new comfort zone as I say we've been in sales leadership performance management etc 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 chasing targets chasing dates all of that this is now about the people element the one-to-one element the the that you know awareness spreading awareness just giving them that like I said earlier on just from knowing some of this information has made me feel more secure in my own skin, and giving people that security, yeah, you know, I don't, I don't know if there's many better gifts that you can give someone to get about their day and their their work.
1: Awesome. We're going to finish with three, three quick fire questions, Scott. Oof. On you, all right? Okay. Three quick fire questions on you. Right. Let's start. Right. Number one. Where is your favorite, most favorite place you've ever visited? Oh,
0: it's a very good question. I will. There are a couple, but I'm going to go with Thailand, with my wife on my honeymoon.
1: Thailand, amazing. Right, uh, number two, what is your biggest trigger? What pushes your buttons?
0: Um, poor communication, being kept out of the loop.
1: Yeah, can imagine that. Number three, what is the most important thing in your life? My family. Awesome. Scotty Morrison, welcome to T2. Thank you. Welcome to your first podcast.
0: Good to be here.
1: And um, you'll hear more from Scott. You'll see... Uh, Scott, I'm sure um, if you're working with us and um, it's great to have you part of the team mate, that'll do for now and uh, we'll be back shortly with
0: another T2 Hubcast. Thank you and goodbye